Forest's 10-game unbeaten streak is crushed. Bees swarm in the final six minutes. And Matt Miazga strikes at the death. Hello, Bargy. How you doing today? Wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Match day 12 just wrapped up. Were you as enthralled by it as I? Yes, maybe even more so. Well, let's get right to it. Friday night saw Cardiff play Sheffield Wednesday in the beautiful weather of the Welch countryside. Yeah, it was pouring rain, especially the first half. Dumping rain. How'd that game go for you? I thought it was a kind of boring first half, but all in all, I was pleased with the 1-1 draw. Yes, they waited until late, but Cardiff kept their home record free of defeats thanks to an 87th minute free kick. Sheffield was the better looking side for the first hour, and Cardiff manager Neil Warnock, where does he live? Under a bridge. Conceded this fact when he made a switch in the 32nd minute to bring in forward Danny Ward. It took a while for Cardiff to begin to gel, but when it did, the Bluebirds almost got all three points in extra time. 1-1 draw. I said it was going to be 2-1. I was wrong. I also said 2-1, and I also was wrong. Oh, well, oh, on well. the Saturday. Blackburn versus Huddersfield. I had predicted a 1-0 win by Blackburn. What did you predict? I said 1-1 draw. Final score. 2-2 draw. And this game, I thought, was way more exciting just because Huddersfield's Bakuna scored in what was, oh wait, his third successive game? Three third in a row. Third in a row. Coming in as a second half sub- substitute. I thought he was outstanding. And quick question, do you know what national team he plays for? Curacao. Who plays in CONCACAF? Danny Cowley coach of Huddersfield came in after the game singing the praises of Bakuna said he adds that bit of difference you want a sexy bench and great options and he fits the bill high praise is that way to go sexy bench this now means Huddersfield has four games unbeaten in a row under new manager Danny Cowley interestingly Blackburn meanwhile hasn't won in four games Could it just be karmic? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Saturday also had Barnsley versus Swansea. I said it was going to be a nil three Swansea thrashing. I thought it'd be a nil two Swansea thrashing. So so of course the final score was? 1-1 draw. Yes, Swansea was by far the better team in this match. But they could not finish, and when they did, they could not prevent. The Swans manager, Steve Cooper, summed it up when he said, A point from home is never the worst thing in the world, but we should have gone on and won that game. What I found interesting, though, Bargy, was that obviously being managerless after Daniel Stendel was let go last week, didn't slow down Barnsley at all. They came raring at the after the start, taking two quick shots within the first 10 minutes. And, you know, despite the fact they don't have the manager, they play pretty well. I mean, I thought they were going to get whomped. On the plus side, Andre Ayu for Swansea uh, has now scored in three straight matches. Even with this point, Barnsley... Slid to bottom of the table. Slid down to the bottom of the table. And that's mostly because of another little game that we'll get to in a moment with much sadness for Bargy. Brentford 
versus Millwall. I thought the Bees would get a 2-1 victory. You said? I thought they'd get a 2-0 victory. Final score? 3-2. And my goodness. Wow. The game. Wow. This was a game for the ages or at least a final 10 minutes of a weekend. Millwall were up 2-0 with just over six minutes to play. But then the bees began the swarm. Buzz. They got a goal in the 84th minute, followed up by an amazing cracker of a goal off the bar in the 88th minute, and then got the winner in the fourth minute of stoppage time. And who got that winner? Ollie Watkins. Ollie, Ollie, Ollie. He is now the top scorer in the league. True. That's true? It's true. I haven't looked that up. That's amazing. It was an easy tap in for Ollie. But it was also sort of a, a recovery because Millwall actually was looking like it might be the Lions' day as they withstood a number of barrages by Brentford. And their keeper had a great save on a PK attempt by... Ollie Watkins. Yes, in the 24th minute, but it wasn't to be. That's the power of Griffin Park right there. Uh, also not on the plus, Reading versus Preston. Wow. Well, wow. Yeah, Wow is indeed what it was. I thought it was going to be a 1-2 to Preston. I thought it was going to be a 2-0 win by Preston. Final score. 1-0 Reading. And how did that play out? American Matt Miazga (laughs) scores the game winner in the 98th minute. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jumps the stands, runs to the crowd. It was Fabulous. 97 minutes of nothing for Reading. Then Matt steps up, gets a rebound off of a free kick shot, blocked by keeper, puts it in. And the beautiful thing about that was it was such a hard shot. If you watch it, keeper actually gets hands on it, bounces off into goal. Amazing goal. Go, Matt. Yes. And then Sunday... Wigan versus Nottingham Forest. I thought Naughty Forest was going to win it 2-0. I thought that they were going to win 1-0 Nottingham Forest. Final score? Wigan 1, Nottingham Forest 0. As RG has already mentioned, Nottingham's 10-game unbeaten run is done. Yep. Thanks to Jamal Lowe's first goal for Wigan. Adding insult to injury, Nottingham's coach Lamucci gets yellow carded in the first half for arguing with a referee. You know, Forrest will feel a little hard done by because they had two possible penalties not called, including one involving uh, Anthony Robinson. Why is that name so familiar? American player. Ah, that's why. Anthony Robinson looked very good in the game, actually. He did. Overall, uh, a very interesting weekend. Some of the other scores, Charlton 3, Derby 0, Hall 2, QPR 3. Woo, come on, you are. Leeds 1, Birmingham 0, Luton 3. Three, Bristol nil. Yeah, that game, actually, there was um, a lot of talk of Bristol fans being uh, racist in the stands. Quite disappointing. Never a good thing. Middlesbrough nil, West Brom won. And then the game, I'm holding off to the end. Stoke versus Fulham. Stoke two, Fulham nil. Yeah, that's got to hurt, RG. Stoke's first win at home in seven months. And first back-to-back victories in 12 months. Yes, that is painful because Fulham owned possession. They had 80% of the ball during that game. 
and they lose 2-0, and it's the same thing that keeps happening over and over. They get all the possession in the midfield, but teams have figured out. They park the bus, and they just wait for the mistakes, and eventually mistakes come. And this moved Stoke out of bottom place in the table. And it made Fulham fall further down the table, further away from that beloved playoff position. But the game did see two Americans play one another as Timmy Ream went the full 90. It was not the best night for Timmy, although he did not make any horrible errors. On Stoke's side, Cameron Carter-Vickers played the full 90, looked smart, and made a number of very accurate passes. The other Americans quick run down a lot of full 90s. Matt Miazga went the full 90, already mentioned. He got a winning goal in the which minute? 98th. Woo! For Reading, Anthony Robinson Wigan, full 90, almost got that PK call, otherwise did, you know, had a good outing. Eric Lehigh, full 90 for Hall. Jeff Cameron, full 90 for QPR. Those two played one another. Holmes came on in the 60th minute, looked very good in the final 30 for Darby, won a number of balls, and had a great setup in the 91st minute that almost resulted in a goal. That's the American players. That was week 12. What we got coming up for match day 13? Well, we got some Tuesday and Wednesday games. Always fun. On the plus. On the plus. We've got QPR versus Reading. QPR, two wins in a row, nine points from their last five matches. Reading finally got a win. This could be a really good game. It could be. I'm predicting 2-1 QPR. Come on, you ours. You know, Reading... They, they got that win. Matt Miazga is going to try to save that team, try to pull them out. I have a feeling, though, that QPR is not going to make it two in a row for Reading. 2-0 to the R's. Yeah. Not on the plus. Preston versus Leeds. Even with the shock loss against Reading, Preston still sits in the final playoff spot. If this is going to be a season for Preston's posse of nobodies, this is a game where they need to get a result. I'm saying 1-1 one, one draw, and that is a result in my, my mind. Preston is the best home team in the league, taking 16 of 18 points at home, but Leeds is the second best road team. Mm. I'm going to call it 2-1 Preston. Wow. Yep. Wow. I just feel it. Preston's posse of nobody's going to do something spectacular on Tuesday. Wow. Then on Wednesday, we have Huddersfield versus Middlesbrough. On the plus. So, Borough are winless in their last five games, sitting just one point and one place above the relegation zone. And who's right below them? Huddersfield. Yes, it's the Battle of the Bottom. Yes. I love games like this, Bargy. Yes. If you lose, you end up living in the relegation zone until at least the weekend. It's amazing. I am going to say Huddersfield is going to win this one. One nil. Ooh, interesting. See, I think Huddersfield is a team reborn since the Cali brothers came in and took over. And I don't think that stops this Wednesday. One nil as well for me to Huddersfield. Ooh, we are united in our thoughts on the score. Should be very exciting to watch. We'll see. Not on the plus. Fulham, Luton. Fulham versus Luton. Seems like every other pod we talk about Fulham finding themselves in a must-win situation. And here we are again. It's a bit of a derby. This team is just frustrating. Yes, it is a bit of a derby. I went 2-1 Fulham. Every time that Fulham starts looking like they're just, the bottom's going to drop out, they find a way to rally. I think Luton has been a better than expected team this season, especially on the road. But Fulham's got this one 
3-1 to Fulham. Ooh, bold, bold. Bargy goes bold. Well, you know, go bold or don't root for Fulham. That's what I always say. (laughs) So we are sitting in what I think is some of the tightest two weeks in the table, in the league right now. We've got games that just finished. We got games that are just about to start. And then another round of games next weekend. It's going to. How is that going to play? For the teams. It's going to be very difficult. When you talk about teams, uh, like I believe Cardiff plays Millwall, and then next weekend they play Swansea. Yeah, so they're up and down, up and down. Up and down, back and forth. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of travel. Legs are going to start getting tired. Injuries are going to start mounting. It's all going to come down to player management. This is the time when you really get to find out how good a manager is for a team. Just got to say that going back to what we were saying before about Danny Cowley saying a a sexy bench, this is where your bench really matters. Yeah, you better have a sexy bench out there. If you're going to make it through this league, you need a lot of sexy. Sexy bench is all important with the Cowley brothers. Coming this late night to showtime. (laughs) Sexy bench with the Cowley brothers. (laughs) If you like what you're hearing, please continue to subscribe. You can like us on iTunes or Stitcher. Or wherever you get your pod. You can also send us an email at rgbargypod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our Facebook page. rgbargypod. Be back again after the Tuesday and Wednesday games because the speed of the championship never stops. Give us 15 minutes and we give you the best second division league in the entire world. Good night, RG. Good night, Bargy. Bargy.